1: You are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. To do it. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Pop! Every day. You're Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet the show, for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Tony Wiggins from Locked on Jaguars on the show today for a crossover Thursday. And I think this is a good one because not only is Tony hilarious, by the way, and he is, um, this is, we pre-recorded this conversation and he, uh, particularly in the second half just absolutely went on a heater. So, uh, if you have limited time, just fast forward to like, you know, the 15 minute mark and, and enjoy, uh, but he is great and and this is not a game that I think is very much in doubt. Um, I say that and and that's why Green Bay is a 14-point favorite in this game. I think Green Bay wins at 31-14 or something like that. I think they they win and they cover and they do all the things because frankly the the Jaguars are not trying to win games. Um and and Tony is gonna go over that part of this as well. Before we get there, though, uh, let's talk about the schedule a little bit, because I think this this game is a good time to look forward a little bit and understand that Green Bay really has a lot of uh, opportunities in front of them to show that they are a championship team and not because they're playing in these sort of signature kinds of games that that we normally think of as you know, in, in 2014, Green Bay played the Patriots at home. They win that game. And that was the game that everyone points to and says, see, that's the game. Well, they don't really have that because they already played Drew Brees and they beat him. But, you know, they didn't have Michael Thomas. And the Saints were kind of a mess when that happened. And they've won a bunch of games since then. So, okay, you know, what does that really mean? Over the next couple weeks, you know, they have the Bears, but the uh, the Bears are just not very good. And they've got the Lions, but the Lions are just not very good. And the, the good, quote unquote, good teams they have are AFC teams. Now, the Patriots were an AFC team, for example, but the Colts are not the Patriots. And the Patriots in 2014 were still the capital P Patriots. They were the dynastic Patriots. They won multiple titles after that. They went to multiple Super Bowls after that. So, we, you know, it's just different than Phil Rivers and his noodle arm in Indianapolis with Jonathan Taylor, who apparently can't hold on to the ball, and a really good defense. That's what Indianapolis is. And that that's the test for Green Bay is... The defense and and if they can score on that team then they can score on anyone and you you can really say that the Buccaneers game was a blip the Buccaneers game was a chance They, the, you know if they beat the the Bucks the way the Saints beat the Bucs that's your signature win Green Bay is still looking for a signature win but according to football power index they had the second hardest schedule to this point in the season If you look at football outsiders, it's not quite that high, but it's still, you know, a top 10 ish schedule. The rest of the way, Mike Clay posted this for ESPN. They have one of the easiest schedules, one of the five easiest schedules in football. And part of that is because, you know, the numbers don't like the Bears very much, despite their record. Um, The Lions are bad. The Eagles are bad. And, you know, they get the Titans at home. So, really, the only game left to really have. Uh, concerns is the wrong way of putting it. But the only game left that, you know, is is really a true test test where you got to go on the road and beat a good team is Indy. I don't know. 13 and 3 sounds pretty good to me. Even if you lose a game and right now road teams are actually above 500 against home teams this season. That's never happened. That would be a reason to say, look, the home team versus a road team doesn't matter that much. But Green Bay is better than the Colts. They're they're better than the Titans. If you look at stuff like FPI, Football Outsiders has a slightly different view of it. But Green Bay, they have the kind of schedule that can make them the number one seed, even if they're not the best team. And and right now, I don't I don't know that they are the best team, but they certainly can be the best team. When you look at this game with the Jaguars, there is no chance. For this to be the signature win. It just can't be. Because if you win close, in dramatic fashion, you go, well, it's the Jaguars. And if you win big, it's just not going to be. The Jaguars are one of the three worst teams in football. What you want to see, and I think this is the most important part of this discussion. What you want to see is the Packers go out and beat the brakes off the Jags. Because that's what they rightfully should do. They're much better than Jacksonville. They're better coached. They're more talented. And the Jaguars are playing a third string quarterback. Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers. You have to beat Jake Luton. Not Jay Gluten. Jake Luton. I know you don't know who that is. I I didn't know who that is until last week. Unless you're a, a hardcore Pac Pack 10 fan, yeah, there you just didn't know who that was, I don't think. Uh you you need to, you need to beat this team by two touchdowns. And so if you if we want to talk about proving it. Right, We want to talk about how you can show that you are a championship team. A championship team goes out and plays with focus. They play with crisp execution. They play with a concentration of energy. And this game is over in the third quarter. Maybe at halftime. Packers game on on Thursday against a shorthanded 49ers team that is roughly as talented as this Jags team and better coached. That game was over at halftime. Put this game over at halftime. Because this is not your signature moment. That's what that was. What the preamble was all about. This is not going to be a signature game. This is not a win that you can hang your hat on. But you still need to make it. And although style points don't count, this is not the BCS. This is not the college football playoff. You know the the voters don't care what the score of this game is. But from a confidence standpoint, you don't want to go to Indy going, man, we just barely beat the Jaguars. No, you want to go in going, man, we're rolling. And the defense is playing fast, and they're playing with their hair on fire, and they're playing decisively, and they're hitting people. And offensively, Aaron Rodgers is hitting his back foot. The ball's getting out, and Devontae Adams cannot be covered. And it doesn't matter what DeForest Buckner does. It doesn't matter where Darius Leonard is. It doesn't matter what Matt Eberflus draws up. The Colts can't hang with this Packers team. That's where you want to be. And so you're not going to come away from this game on Sunday unless the Packers win 50 to nothing. Oh, you know, really impressed. But what you want to see is an impressive performance by a team that fancies itself a Super Bowl contender. All right, we're going to get to Tony in just a little bit. But before we do, let's talk about our friends at... Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Today's episode is also brought to you by our old friends at DoorDash. Don't forget about them. Between your never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese, they want pizza, someone's craving froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. And there are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery on DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code LOCKEDON.
0: As promised, it is a crossover edition. We have uh, this week's game between the Packers and the Jaguars. I am joined by Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers as the Jaguars go up to Lambeau Field to face Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. What's going on, Pete?
1: Hey Tony, how are you? Uh this is not a game that I, I think is super in doubt. So let's just have some fun, I guess. Well, let's
0: just have some fun. So uh to to our fans and your fans, uh the Jaguars will not be favored in any game for the rest of the year. They won one game, okay? <laughs> and uh the the worst record they've ever had in 2012 they went 2 and 14. If this holds true, if if this holds the form, they're going to go 1-15. And you guys are headed towards the playoffs. So, you're right. It's – and possibly even home field. So, you're right. It's it's a tale of two games. Uh, tell us a little bit right now about uh, – is there any concern with, with the Packers? Because I did on the national show that, you, that you, you, you know, we both do a, a national show on Locked On NFL. I said y'all ain't got no hind parts. So, what I, <laughs> what I mean by that is – it seems like when you guys play, these teams that's willing to test you up the middle and try to run the ball. The losses all look alike, whether it's last year the playoffs and even the ones that you've had this year. Is there a little bit of concern from from you, you guys perspective?
1: Tony, are you a Packer fan? All the Packers fans in my mentions, all they want to talk about is the run defense. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think you're you're right about that. And. Uh, The the run defense has been a problem. It was not a problem on Thursday when they made a little bit of a schematic change, went to this 6-1 under front, the bare front uh, that Bill Belichick had success with against um, uh, Jared Goff and Sean McVay in the Super Bowl. Uh, So maybe that's something that they can hang their hat on moving forward. Here's the thing, Tony. They just don't care. They really just don't care about the run defense that much. (laughs) And they don't care about the linebacker position and what they care about is not getting beat deep. They don't care they they do not want to get beat over the top. I was just looking at the numbers. They're number 1 in the league in cover 4 and number 3 in the league in cover 2 usage. That means most of the time they've got two safeties deep. So they they are not going to put eight in the box and say we dare you to run. They're just not going to do that. Even when they play big with with um you know the the traditional linebacker sets They just are not going to commit to stopping the run. They would much rather say, we're going to dare you to go 10, 12, 15 plays. And most of the time, that works. Now, with that philosophy, is that
0: because the fact that they have Aaron Rodgers and the weapons that you guys have on offense? and, And I know people kind of kill them for not going out and getting a receiver in the draft. And then they kill them for not trading for Will Fuller and all of this stuff. But make no mistake about it. They still got Adam Jones and they got Devontae Adams. Okay. So both of those guys are like hanging around the top five or top six of their respective positions. And they still got Aaron Rodgers, who's still the top three, top four quarterback. Th- those are weapons. So yeah. is, is it because you do you think they play that way? Because they know they know they can get 28. And if you want to sit there and go 10, 12
1: play drives, Good luck trying to outscore them when they know they can get 28. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. You're right on. And and maybe if they were, you know, a team that needed to play differently, offensively, that that they would feel differently about how they approach the game. But this is going to be an efficient offense. And even when they weren't great last year, they were still a top 10 offense. And this year, they're a top three offense. Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's number one in QB rating, number one in in EPA per play, number one in pro football focus grade. Devontae Adams is number one in like every metric you can have for a receiver right now. Like the qualitative and quantitative ones. And of course, we know how good Aaron Jones is. So yeah, I, I think you're right on that. That The fact that they have Aaron Rodgers and you don't every week mm-hmm. plays into we want you to be more efficient than us. We 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 dare you to be more efficient than us offensively because we bet that if we make you go 10, 12, 15 yard or 15 plays every drive that you're going to screw enough of those up that it's going to hurt you and and it turns out Green Bay all season has been top 5 in forcing three and outs precisely because they've said we dare you
0: yeah, I'm glad you corrected me. I think I called him Adam. That's Pac-Man Jones. It's not Aaron Jones, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I was going to let it but, slide, Tony. Uh, yeah, we could have right, just moved right on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the pain that's the painkiller you and I talk yeah. about uh, for this palm <laughs> angle I got right now. But, but, <laughs> but you know, all of this talk about the coach and Aaron Rodgers and uh, not getting along and all of that. so that—so that stuff is long gone. It looks like it's out of the window. It, it appears to me that they get along just fine. And and Aaron Rodgers, for as great as he is. It seems like with all of this talk about Mahomes and Lamar and all and Russell Wilson and all of this stuff, I did a podcast a few weeks ago. I think it was me and James Rapian on the national show. I said I still thought Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback in the NFL, and and I'm not. And I'm a little bit of a of a homer with that because I I just, to me, he's like the best I've ever seen. And and I'm not just saying that because I'm on this podcast with you. It's just that he just is. And I think sometimes. How do you say that a guy's falling off when you look at his numbers? And that's just how great he is. When you look at his numbers and his numbers, they, they look so good. And people go, he's falling off. And I'm like, that's how great he is. The fact that you look at those numbers and you think that that guy's falling off.
1: Yeah, see, this is Aaron Rodgers has always been to me. Uh, the LeBron James of the NFL. We, we sort of take his greatness for granted because he's just so consistent at it. And it's like this last year for the Lakers, LeBron, you know, he played a little bit better defense than he had in, in the years before that, but he's not scoring as much. He's he's almost led the league in assists. And we were just sort of like, we just shrugged. Yeah, he's he's good. He's yeah. great. But like that was, that was sort of what was going on with Aaron Rodgers. Now I'll be the first to say, the, the down-to-down consistency the last couple of years had been off a little bit. And again, if you want to use the LeBron comparison, it's like the defense. On one end of the field, you know, at one end of the court, LeBron was still great. On the other end, he wasn't quite what he used to be. So what he found this year was an offense that... Allowed him to continue to do what he was so great at and, and it, he still every once in a while gets to improv and he still gets to make every call at the line of scrimmage. And that was something that early on they had to work through. This is an offense that did not have all of those checks available to the quarterback and Matt LaFleur, I mean, literally said, why would I not want a quarterback to get us in the perfect play? It's not built into this offense, so we're going to have to build it in. And that was part of the learning process that became, oh, there's this big you know, concern over who's going to do what. Aaron Rodgers worked Sorry. on his lower body mechanics and his lower body strength. To help him get a, a stronger base to make these throws as he's gotten older, Drew Brees did the same thing in the off season. This is something aging quarterbacks have to go through. It has really helped his accuracy and his and his, him throw from a firm base. He's putting the ball where it needs to be more consistently. It, it has also helped that Devonte right. Adams this year has been the best receiver in football. This year we don't have to no you know we, we don't have it. to you know litigate over the last five years or whatever. This year, just this year, he's been the best receiver in the league. And then all of a sudden you get production from uh, Robert Tunyon and Jay Sternberger starts to show some stuff. And we already know what Aaron Jones can do. This offensive line has been really good. And then you get, you know, the contributions from someone like ex Jaguar practice squad player, Alan Lazard, who has turned into a real NFL player. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh yeah, this, this offense is, is really, really good. This is, we I don't know if you guys have been talking about this on your show, but the 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 joke in Green Bay right now is this is a big revenge game for a lot of guys in Green Bay. Mercedes Lewis, Tyler Irvin, Alan Lazard, Nathaniel Hackett. Like there's low-key a lot of former Jaguars on the Packers in this game.
0: Yeah, and and the Mercedes-Lewis part they miss him. They miss mm-hmm. his leadership. You said they that ever, in the offseason they you were like, report. this is
1: his his presence has been has been and will continue it's to be missed.
0: It's a head scratcher. An absolute head scratcher because when these guys were imploding around here, uh, when he left, um, fighting and arguing and, you know, everybody, and he didn't even cost a lot of money. It's like you lose him and then you lose Calais Campbell. And then you wonder why guys are going crazy in the locker room. and, And then you, you know, that's what happened. You, you let guys, you let character guys like that get away. And then when you complain, you don't have character, uh, you end up with one win, um, and 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 starting a rookie quarterback, two two straight years in a row, six round picks. That that's what happened. So, enough about this bad team of mine, man. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm sure you got some questions. We supposed to be talking about the good team, the good part of this game that's coming up this weekend. But that you know, it, it it isn't all bad. There's there's some good stuff coming in the future for the Jaguars and I guess uh, we'll get to it, and we'll we'll be able to talk about that on the other side. Here on a crossover edition between Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Packers, you buckle your seatbelts up because Peter's going to put me through the drill, and we'll do it in just a
1: second here. All right, more from our crossover Thursday in just a little bit, but let's talk about our friends at Built Go. You've heard me talk about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So why wouldn't you be in on all the other products that they make because you know they're going to be delicious first and foremost and build go is no exception it is the energy booster you need in just a 1.5 ounce package put it in your briefcase put it in your purse put it in your golf bag put it in your pocket or just have it at your desk ready to go when you need it it's five hour energy without the same crash feeling plus it's natural so it's better for the body it's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. It comes in three delicious flavors, and you know because it comes from the same people that brought you Built Bar, it is going to deliver on taste. Go to BuiltGo.com and enter promo code LOCKED to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Freighter and Medical College of Wisconsin. With the power of academic medicine, the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network makes more possible, more humanly possible for patients. More innovations that lead to life-saving treatments, more breakthroughs for complex diseases, and more locations across the region so that academic medicine is never far. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. The freighter in the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is Eastern Wisconsin's only academic health system. Academic medicine happens through a partnership between a medical school and its affiliated hospitals and clinics. Academic medicine makes possible leading edge primary and specialty care, research to find groundbreaking cures, and the education for the next generation of healthcare professionals. Academic medical centers provide greater access to clinical trials, which can lead to breakthrough treatments and life-saving drugs. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent, diagnose, and treat diseases. It all adds up to more possibilities. And when we do everything humanly possible, you can too. To learn more, visit www.freighter.com. All right, back on our crossover Thursday, lock on, pa- locked on Packers, locked on Jaguars. Tony, I actually was going through this roster going, you know, there's some, there's like a, a nice number of players that I liked coming out of the draft or, you know, I liked, yeah. you know, in, in whatever situation. This team is still not very good. And they have hemorrhaged talent since that Saxonville team. Let's start with the most important position. I thought this was funny. You go on our lads, and uh, Jake Luton, who's going to start on Sunday, is third on the depth chart. Even though Gardner Minshew is hurt and Mike Glennon, I don't know what the I don't know what the deal with Mike Glennon is. Can Can you just tell me what? Like, just catch me up on this season because I'm sure my audience has, uh, you know, and no disrespect, but I don't think they've watched a lot of Jaguars football. If I just had to guess,
0: right? Here's the thing. Gardner Minshew started out, he had the keys to, to the to the team. Right. They beat the Colts. They beat the right. Colts. First of all, you're right. It seems it seems like they, they, they started the season. They broke camp. Uh when the 53 was announced, they had 16 rookies. Right. Right? 13 on the active, 16 total when you count the practice squad, 13 active on opening day. They beat the Colts. All right, with the youngest team in the NFL. Gardner Minshew uh was 19 out of 20 for like 189 yards and and two or three touchdowns. He was very efficient in that game and it shocked the world and, and 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 all of this stuff. They haven't won a game since. Okay, the second week they lost by three points. The game was tied with a minute to go in Tennessee. So it appeared that you know this was a scrappy little bunch. Right. They got an undrafted free agent running back who's like six in the league right now in rushing and James Robinson. Minshew got hurt apparently in the Texans game and didn't tell anybody. And all of a sudden, his place slipped and the team wasn't playing very well. So during the bye week, he goes and gets an x-ray and it turns out he has multiple fractures in his thumb, in his throwing hand and ligament damage. And then he tells the team and he tells them that he'd been hurting for three weeks. Well, this isn't viewed very nicely in the media or with the team. This isn't viewed as, well, he was just a guy trying to tough it out. This is viewed as selfishness because he didn't want to lose his job, and his opportunity, And you didn't even tell your play caller he's calling plays as if you can throw these these out routes and you're not you're not capable of doing it. They viewed it as selfish and didn't discipline him. But what they did was say, you know, you have to have full disclosure and it's a violation of trust. So they took a look at this kid, Luton, who in training camp when we were at the limited camp that we were able to go to. The kid is six six and a half. He's from Washington State. He looks good. So now he's the new Minshew. He was a six round pick just like Minshew was the last year. This kid goes out and he's twenty eight for thirty six. He had some bad balls the other day, but he throws over three hundred yards. He tied the game the other day with like two minutes to go. Well, he didn't tie the game. He put him in position to, to tie the game. He they didn't convert the two point conversion against Houston. He looked good. So now. Marone has not committed to giving Minshew that job back when he comes back healthy. So that's what we have here in Jacksonville. And you're right. Mike Glennon is just there taking up space. <laughs> but right now, it's, it's just it's those two guys and the fans want to be entertained, but they don't want the Jaguars to win a game because right now they're sitting at number two in the 2021 draft order and they're saying get one of those quarterbacks. Right, they
1: want either Fields. or They Lawrence. want Justin Fields. The- they want Trey Lance. They want one of those guys if they can't get Lawrence.
0: Well, they want Lawrence O'Fields is what they want right. because the other night the entire city was sitting on the edge of the seat rooting for the Jets to beat the Patriots. <laughs> right. I mean, it was, it's, it's the weirdest thing you ever want and, and I did a podcast the other day and I went off on the Jaguars brass. I said, look at what you have done to this team. You got them twerking on Twitter, rooting for the big green fungus in New York, and the, the Jets fans aren't even rooting for them. But everybody in Jacksonville, and then they get let down by the Patriots. I mean, it's it's just the saddest thing. The Jaguar fans were drunk Monday night because they thought (laughs) they 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 were going to be in the driver's seat for Trevor Lawrence, and then all of a sudden, they get let down. So they got a headache even when the Jaguars aren't playing. It's crazy, man.
1: Tony, you are my favorite Locked On Packers host of the season so far. Um, I'm just going to let you do the rest of the show. I might let you do the rest of the week. Uh,
0: I mean, that's pathetic, though, man. So I, I'm serious. I did a podcast the next day, and I said, look, look how you got your people out here in the streets looking. That's what I did to the team. I said, that's a damn shame.
1: You got them out here rooting for the Jets. All right, so I, I mentioned this at the top. There are a lot of players on this team whose talent I really like. Like, DJ Chark is a legitimately good NFL receiver. I think LaViska Chenault can be a really fun, really good player. Some of the offensive linemen I like. James Robinson has proven that he is a legitimate NFL player. Josh Allen, I was a huge fan of his. Chase on, we know how good Miles Jack is. Uh, CJ Henderson is really talented. Like it seems like there are some players, at least in terms of talent here to build moving forward, but it also seems like the other half they, of this team could just be gone tomorrow and it wouldn't make much of a difference.
0: They're good at, we can, they're really good at cherry picking talent at Dave Caldwell. He he's, he, he is. Yeah. I mean, you can name the guys he picked Yannick Ngakwe through the years, right. Allen Robinson, guys that he didn't pick in the first round. However, they've had it since Dave has been here. They've had like seven years where they picked in the top seven out of eight years. They picked in the top 10. The only guy to get a contract uh, extension is Blake Bortles. Nobody Um, else. Jalen got traded Fournette got cut. Um, They didn't, they didn't, they didn't retain Yannick. They didn't retain Allen Robinson. At some point when you build a foundation, you start to build a house and you put that foundation in at some point, you can't get halfway through the house and tear it down and start building again. And that's what they're doing. And it, you know, you never get a house complete that way. So that's, what's going on here, man. You know, it's, it, they're really good. Almost like Jerry Jones, where you can go through and see where he's made really good draft picks, but he's awful at team. building. Right. They do a terrible job at team building here, which is what the Packers and the Steelers are tradition. And Baltimore, those teams are really good at that. So the, the Jaguars, have some people and have some players, but they're just awful at team. But you named the Miles Jack can really play. Josh Allen isn't having as good a year this year without Ngakwe and Campbell here to help him. Uh, On has actually really, really looked bad. They <laughs> ranked him as like 109th <laughs> out of 109 people in terms of rushing. And he only played 18 snaps the other day. What's so really not haunting crap. his team is this. Yeah, what's really haunting them is this. And people won't let it die. They took Leonard Fournette in a draft ahead of McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, all of those running backs that got extended, every single one of them you name even the kid in Pittsburgh, John Con. every one of those running backs that you want to name that were good in that draft, the Jaguars took Leonard Fournette. And in that draft, they had Blake Bortles. I was just going to say, can we talk about Deshaun Patrick Watson? Mahomes. Yeah, they didn't take Mahomes. They didn't take Watson. They didn't. And uh, a couple of years later, Lamar Jackson was right there, and they took Taven Bryant, and he's been a bust at defensive yep. tackle. So they're hurt by the fact that they're still looking for a quarterback, and they passed up on all of these generational dudes that's right there sitting there looking at them in the AFC. And, and you just can't get past it. You, you cannot get past that. And you guys know, Green Bay, is, it seems like for 35, 40, 50 years, they've just passed the baton from one Hall of Fame great to another. From Bart basically. It seems like it went straight from Bart to Favre to Rodgers. We know it didn't happen that way, but you guys have been blessed that way. Well, Jacksonville has been the other way. They've been cursed at the quarterback position, so they really got to figure out how to – that's why everybody wants to tank. That's why they, they say entertain us, but don't win. We need to get one of those two guys so that we can have a good night's sleep for 15 years. That's what they want.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, all right. So let's finish on this then because it doesn't seem like we need to do predictions, Uh, but I'd like to know. No. (laughs) I'd like to know if you, if if Dave Caldwell called you tomorrow and said, Tony, we're going to get one of these guys. We have a top two pick. So whether it's Lawrence or whether it's Field, and maybe your answer is different. So maybe we need to we need to parse that. But we're going to get one of those guys. Who should I hire to be the head coach of this team moving forward? Because we're pretty sure it's not going to be Doug Marone. Right. There are a lot of people
0: that want Joe Brady. Yeah. I'm I don't want the 31 year old play caller guy. I I I want a guy who's run a company. I want James Franklin. I want Ryan Day. I want a guy who's run a program. Sure, I'll even take Jim Harbaugh. Everybody thinks he's forgotten how to coach. I just think he's probably a better NFL coach than he is a college coach, and uh, and maybe if he was at another place right now instead of up in Michigan, he could probably do better. But I really want a guy who has run an operation. I I think people fall in love with Matt Matt Campbell, maybe. yeah, well, I, I, you know, I ain't really in, in tune with him too much. Okay. I, I want somebody who's done something. I want somebody who's done something really, really big. Okay. I don't want that little fighter pilot dude that just knows how to scribble plays. And <laughs> okay. I, I just think that that's too. I think this job requires a lot more than that. It requires a whole bunch of leadership. Somebody who really, really knows how to. Come. What Matt Rule has done in Carolina is what needs to be done yeah. here. That's what I think needs to happen. I think you need a CEO type to come in here and really right right this ship. And I think it's someone who's done something and and really managed something really, really big before because it's big here. It's big even from a perception standpoint. I think it's a huge undertaking. And I think it's going to have to be patient. They have 12 draft picks. They have $100 million in cap space. I don't think they need to try to spend the whole hundred million the first year and buy a team and try to win 10 games. And then two years later, they stink again. I think you have to be very frugal and judicious with the way that you spend that money and then build the infrastructure, get the quarterback, but then build the infrastructure, do real good team building stuff that almost like the way Brian Flores did in Miami. See, he kind of went slow with it a little bit and people really didn't understand it. But look what's happening. That thing looks like it's going to go for a while now. So don't win the press conference but do it the right way and, and really build a solid foundation for the future. I think that's what has to happen here in Jacksonville. And that's not always sexy to do it that way, but it seems like it's the way that works long-term.
1: You know, I was, I I guess I was thinking of, you know, the hot names, Kellen Moore, Arthur Smith, Joe Brady, but I think you're, I think you're right. I think the the move is one of those, you know, CEO types, one of these college coaches who's come in, they've run a program because it seems to me, and, and this is just from afar that, you know, you look at the, you know, the Duval Nation and Jacksonville and everything that that comes with the Jaguars program. It is more like a college situation and, and they don't have the same advantages as some of these other NFL teams. And so to get a guy like that to come in and set the culture up and to rebuild it, I think that's a great idea. I love that. Yep, I do. It is,
0: I've learned I used to want that other guy. I used to want sexy guy. But, you know, I'm getting older, man. I, I, I kinda changed my perspective a little bit. I, I want I want the other guy. I no, want a I guy it. that's gonna be around for 15 years. Yep. That's what I want. It's been fun, Peter, man. You bring hey, the best out of me, man. I don't know. I don't know why every time I talk to you I get all hyped up and start cutting up and <laughs> and, and, and talking all You know, you know, the people that listen a lot on Jaguars, why, why don't you talk like this every day?
1: That's what they're going to tell me. I'm telling you right now. Well, I can understand why you might be a little beaten down by watching this team every day and and talking about them. But look, I I think there's a, there's some fun stuff there. I I actually have always sort of had a secret little soft spot for the Jaguars. I loved the Keenan McCardell, Jimmy Smith teams with Mark Brunel. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I I just always have had a little bit of a secret soft spot. So maybe, maybe that's part of the reason, Tony, this really was great, man. And, uh, we're not going to be able to do it in the playoffs, but uh, maybe someday down the line we can.
0: Nice, that's a nice little shot there. I appreciate that, man. We're not going to be able to do it. It's a little drive by, you know. We we used to insult around here. But. I know that was one. You know, I'm a barber too, so I, I can tell when you shoot a little shade. I feel. It. <laughs> I appreciate it, Peter. Man, thanks a lot. Thanks, bro. Son. This is great.
1: All right, that was great. I want to thank Tony again for for coming on. Uh, one of my favorite crossovers that, frankly, I've ever done because Tony just went off, and uh, I'd love to see that. There isn't going to be a show tomorrow. Uh, I'm traveling, and so it just doesn't make sense to have a show tomorrow when we're not going to have the injury report information. Frankly, it doesn't really matter uh, what the injury report says. Uh, Green Bay is going to win they're going to win. So that's the deal. Uh, enjoy your Friday off. Uh, hopefully it's still nice where you are. So maybe go out and play some golf or some tennis or whatever you do, be socially distant, uh, these COVID numbers are not great. And and if you want to be somewhere near Packers football in, in the relatively near future, we gotta get this under control. So uh, please wear a mask. Please please be socially distant if you can. Don't go out unless you have to. And let's let's keep the people around us safe. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit a Up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920 341 3775 to stay locked on Packers.